Hey everybody, welcome to the Ralph Graves Jr. Show. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr., and I'm so glad you're here. No matter where you are right now or what circumstances you face, lasting success is within your reach. On this podcast, we'll have real conversations with people who have had to overcome unthinkable obstacles to achieve success. Are you ready to live with unstoppable momentum and focus? Well, today's your day. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Ralph Graves Show. So glad you guys decided to check out this podcast. And today, today, I have on Seth Silvers, CEO of StoryOn.co. Good afternoon. Good morning, Seth, wherever you are in the world. Good morning. Good afternoon. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's mid-morning here in Colorado, and it's a uh, good morning getting to be on your show. This is fun. Well, man, thanks for being on, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the Ralph Graves Jr. Show, man, and just kind of um, share with us and share with these listeners on this podcast and the viewers on the YouTube and wherever they're listening, some of the um, some of your your success stories, some some, some of, of who you are and, and some of the things you come through. First thing I want you to do is kind of tell the audience who you are, and then we're going to and then I'm going to ask some some questions just for you. Kind of tell them who you are, Seth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. And and this is fun because uh, I get to help Ralph with kind of the back end of, of this show. A bit. <laughs> yes, this you do. To be on the, on the front side, on the front end. So yes, you is, do. This is a privilege. So uh, like I said, I live in Colorado um, and I started my company five years ago called Storyon. And the whole focus was uh, to really make marketing more authentic. Um, just feeling and kind of wishing for uh, there to be this space, this world where uh, I could connect with the brands and the companies that I that aligned with my values and that I wouldn't necessarily have to feel like I'm being manipulated or kind of like really sold into buying something. Like sure. I could really connect on a values-driven way. And so I really started exploring um, and, it, and the, the journey started much more than five years ago. But five years ago is the tipping point to where I had been studying and learning everything I could about storytelling and about marketing and trying to figure out like, does it work for businesses to tell stories? Like if businesses focus more on creating stories of how they're giving value, does that actually affect the bottom line? Or does it just sound good and feel good, but not actually move the needle? And as I started to really dive deep into that, I realized, man, this not only does this work, like the whole the whole industry, the whole consumer industry and marketing industry is changing to where people want to buy from more authentic brands. And so I started StoryOn to really help to fill that gap. I figured um, I don't have all the answers, but I'd rather start today and start figuring it out than, you know, wait and kind of try and build everything in my brain for two years before I start. And so the last five years has been uh, quite a bit of ups and downs for sure. 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 But the theme through it all has been helping people and helping brands to market with stories, helping them to understand the power of, yes, their brand story, but also their customer stories, the stories around their values, and really helping them create authentic uh, content that feels like them, like they yeah. love it, and yeah. that then helps their business grow in a more authentic way. So, I have a small sure. team here, have a couple members on our team across the country. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's great because I think business is meant to be a force for good. Yeah. Uh, and sure. so this is kind of a way that my company gets to help other businesses to like 
grow in their way and make more of an impact in their way. So it's fun. We kind of get to be an accelerator for awesome businesses. Yeah. I'm just going to tell, I'm just going to tell the global audience right now, Seth is my guy. All right. When, when, and, and that's why I had to do this podcast. Anything you see Ralph Graves Jr. Um, Seth and his team is behind it. They're behind it. I, I, I mean, anything you see podcasts, YouTube channels, um, uh, my, my book, Seth and I, are, are we work closely together. Uh, he was one of the, he was the, the driving force behind Unstoppable, really pulling out of me uh, what I really wanted to put in that book and um, being a first-time author that way. And we're actually working on book number two now. He's phenomenal. You got to work with this guy. So I had to have him on my show. And so, um, you know, and that's why I kind of I kind of said, said, come on, man, that the world needs to know, man, you, you've done so much for me that um, I, I know there's some other folks out there that are really trying to get started in telling their story and, and building their, their, their platform. Um, and, and I wanted to introduce you to to them i wanted to bring yeah no i appreciate the, the opportunity to the it's front been so fun to get to work with you and, and i mean you just got so much in in you and uh there's so many amazing <laughs> stories so it's it was yeah. fun to work on unstoppable it's exciting to be working on um just continuing to to build the platform that you feel called called to build yeah, um, it, yeah. it's been a lot of fun yeah yeah so man listen you know my book's called Unstoppable, and and this this podcast, this YouTube channel, is really about um, helping people push through some obstacles and and mm-hmm. um, helping people um, just really understand what it takes to be unstoppable. And so when I when I say that word unstoppable, what does it mean, or what does it look like to you? What does it mean to you for Seth uh, and and Story on to to be unstoppable? What what does unstoppable? What do you think of besides my book when you think of the word unstoppable? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the first words that like come to mind, I didn't have, I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't know you were going to ask that question. So like, this is really like <laughs> from the hip, like right in mind. Sure. Um, one is like focused. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you, you really can't be unstoppable unless you're focused and you have to know like where you want to be going. Um, and I've seen that in the times where I feel like I'm stopped or I'm stuck, um, there, there needs to be focus. And then there needs to be another thing, which is the second con- concept that came to my mind when you said that, which is like, I don't have one fancy word for this, which I should, cause I'm a marketing guy. Right. Um, but this kind of concept of like the, the next best thing, like what's like the one next step, mm-hmm. um, to be unstoppable. You can't be trying to do a thousand things at once. Right. Um, I had a lot to get done today. Uh, but I had to choose what's the first thing. Um, I can't just, you know, I've, I've learned through failure of many wasted days that I can't just like wake up and say, I'm going to get a ton day done today, open my computer and just start working at whatever comes to my mind. Like that's, that's a good way to waste a day. And you get to the end of a, you know, a 12 hour day and you feel like you got nothing done. Right. As opposed to, you know, waking up with intention, knowing where you're heading knowing what you got to get done and, 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 you know, maybe you have a list, maybe you have all these things you need to get done, but at the, at some point you have to get, you have to say, what, what's the next thing? What's, what's next in this? I might be trying to be unstoppable for the next 50 years, but that starts with me being focused for the next 
45 minutes on right. this one task and then moving right. forward. So that was kind of what I thought is like, we got to be focused, but we also got to have this element of, uh, just, just moving forward, like one step at a time. So how do you find that? How do you find that, um, that rhythm of focus, if that makes sense, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, we have to find, I, I should say that that time of focus, we get pulled in so many different directions, so many different distractions, you know, help, help the listeners and even help me with, with, with focus. What do you need to do? Because it might be the same thing somebody else needs right. to do. How do you put yourself in that place of focus right here, right now on what's in front of me? Yeah. I'll probably have a diff- different answer in a year and in five years. Cause I feel like it's sure. a bit of a moving target. Sure. Um, I think there's some, there's some things on the physical side of mm-hmm. like, there's some like really tangible things where people have to figure out their weird tangible quirks. Um, right now I'm in an office that is a mile and a half away from my house. Okay. Um, I get more done by driving here than by working at my dining table. Wow. Um, it's, it's so like, I just, I know that for me, I need to like have like a, a separate environment because when I like come into this door, my brain knows like you're getting work done. Um, yeah. I'm not coming in here to play. I'm not coming in here to watch Netflix. Right. I'm not coming in here to like have a drink right. with my wife or with friends. Right. Like, that's what I do at home. Um, so I think for me having that separation in some setting, um, that's definitely possible at home. I know a lot of people that do that at home. Well, can I, can I jump in here? Cause it's yeah. funny that you said that. Cause I, I went to, uh, um, I I'm a believer in that. Yeah. I I'm also in a shared office space. Right. Um, and the reason why I did that is because when you are home, as nice as you, your home is, okay, um, man, is dog barking? Um, <laughs> do I, did I finish that laundry? Do I have to take it out of the washer and put it in the dryer? You know, and so I think, I mean, it's something as small as that. You said a mile and a half. I know people that drive 40, 45 minutes. I'm going to share with you. I'm going to share with the global world. I walk to my shared office space. <laughs> there you my, go. Share, my shared office space. I should, I should be walking. It, my, my shared office space is literally a six minute walk from my residence. That's awesome. But it's important. And yeah. I, and I pay the expense to be there because I need that for focus. So I, I think it's not, it's, it's very, um, it's, it's very important that you, that, that we find places that we can get that because right. I can't get the best from you. You can't get the best from me without yeah. focus. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good point. So, I mean, I think some of it is environment. Right. Um, you know, some people might realize that they like, you know, if they have a piece of chocolate or if they have, you know, there's some like, just like Pavlov's dog tricks <laughs> that people have. Sure. Uh, so I think some of those things, like it's kind of a moving target. I'm like kind of always interested in figuring out like, you know, what kind of, what time of day, what kind of things can I do to like kind of maximize my time? But in general, like I need to be in a focused environment. Um, sometimes that's at home. If that's at home, it's going to be really early in the morning before anyone else is up. So it's right. like really just me. Sure. Um, and then the other side of it is, uh, I mean, I really have to have, like I said, I have to have my intention straight. I have to have my focus straight. Um, and that, I think that requires some reflection on the previous day. Sure. So like uh, many days in the morning, I will... Uh, spend a little bit of time and I'll look at the last day and I'll just reflect on what, what can I learn? Like, what can I, or what do I want to change from yesterday? Sure. I usually won't write down more than two or three things sometimes. Okay. Okay. Um, And I'll dive into that. 
and I'll look at, okay, what happened that I want to change? Why did this happen? So, okay, I, you know, since we're talking about tasks, like, okay, I didn't get this task done. Yeah. You know, I didn't communicate with this person. Sure. So why did that happen? Okay, I, uh, I didn't communicate with them because I was kind of avoiding it. Like maybe it was like a harder email to send. I, I was avoiding it. Yeah. So then what do I want to change? Okay, I need to do that. Like get that off of my plate first thing this morning. Um, so I think by reflecting, like I've noticed that when I don't reflect on previous days or just reflect even on what's going on, all the details feel like they're bouncing around in my head and it feels like there's way too much going on for me to actually feel like I can get stuff done. And you would think, you would think when you have a thousand options of what kind of cupcake you want, <laughs> you know, that you would eat them all up. Right. But the truth is most people walk into a place like that and, uh, you know, they get decision fatigue and they, there's so many options of what they could get done that they just walk out and they decide that they, they're not hungry. I like that term decision fatigue. I like yeah. So at some point <laughs> when I'm not like, when I'm not taking the time for like me to be healthy, yeah. exercise, journaling, prayer, um, I get overwhelmed really quickly with all okay. that I want to get done. Okay. And then, uh, and that's when, that's when I actually get less done is when I have more to get done. <laughs> wow. wow. So that's kind of like yeah. a roundabout of pretty much saying like Seth needs to be healthy for right. Seth to be focused in like what I'm wanting to, what I'm wanting to build and like what I'm wanting to get done. Yeah. And if I'm not healthy, then I'm going to start, I, you know, I know myself, I'm going to start escapism. I'm going to start all these things. Sure. Um, sure. That just make things worse. Yeah. Yeah. We all do. Seth. And when, when we talk about building your company, man, and you've built the company, you guys are growing, you, your team is, does a, a, a wonderful job. Um, talk to me about an obstacle that you had to, to overcome that you had to persevere through. And here's the second part of that, that question. That obstacle, what was the process of perseverance, but, but that obstacle, how did it prove to be a growth moment or a place of reward for you as you persevere through that obstacle? If you care yeah, to share so with us. One, I mean, one big one. Um, and I mean, I have a small team, but we've, I mean, you know, we've been growing, we've been really grateful to grow quite a bit this right. year, which is great because I know a lot of companies haven't been that fortunate in 2020. Yeah. Um, but I think one is making the transition from people hiring Seth Silvers to people hiring Story on. Gotcha. And for the first few years, I mean, it really was, you know, I had some, you know, I'd contract some work out, but it, I mean, it was really most of the projects were. Seth, explain that. Explain, yeah. explain that. Because I think, I think there's some small business owners that really have to grasp what you just said. Explain yeah. the difference from hiring Seth Silvers to hiring Story on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really the difference between being a glorified, being like a glorified contractor to own it <laughs> um, or like creating a job for yourself or building a company. Sure. I want to pause and say like creating a job for yourself is not bad. Like right. you're in control of your pay. You're in control of when you work, you get freedom over your schedule. Like those are all good things. It sure. really just depends on what do you want. Sure. If you don't want to manage a team and you know, you're somebody who wants to be bringing in, you know, bringing in good money, like you can just be you as like a contractor or a small, like single employee business 
And I mean, you could easily, like you can be making six figures by doing that and you don't need to make a million dollars to be, to like have the money that, you know, you need. It right. just depends on right. what you want. For yeah. me, that's not what I set out to build. Okay. Um, I set out to build a company that like models, um, that, that models some of the way that I've seen business done so that we can give back as a company. Yeah. And so for me, it just being like, you know, you hiring Seth and this client hiring Seth and I'm just trading time for money. Right. I'm going to be okay. hitting that glass ceiling real quick. Yeah. Um, and so when I look at like me hitting that glass ceiling, even if I'm bringing in money, uh, if all of my time is tapped out, I can't grow. And right. so if the goal was to work for myself and make money, then I would like, I would have been there. But the goal is to build a team for this. Okay. Like I want the, I want story on, um, like five years down the road, I want some yeah. to like think that they work for the best company in the world because they yeah. know they're taken care of. They know yeah. that I'm going to give them opportunities to give back yeah. all those things. So Great. making that transition to where like now, you know, starting to hire, starting to bring other people onto the team um, and realizing that there's no like, there's no cord, there's no USB cord that goes from my <laughs> brain into the computer. Right, right. And so that was really, that was like really hard for me because for <clears throat> last, for most of the last handful of years, um, I haven't been winging it, but I've been building it as I've been going and I've been building it in my way. Yeah. And so um, I haven't had as much of a need to document and to process, to build, you know, systems and procedures <laughs> and all of these things. So, so that when I hire somebody, I can hand them a document with a checklist and say, here's how you get the Ralph Graves podcast off the ground. Yes. And then when we have three other podcasts and three other YouTube shows that sign up to have us start doing their work the same week, um, every, all of those processes can't be different. Like there's got to be a repeatable okay. process. Okay. So that I, I would say that's been a big challenge for me has been okay. making that transition from people are hiring me and I'm trading my time for money. Yes as opposed to building a process where people are hiring the story on process yeah. and I'm still involved. I'm still leading it. I'm, I mean, you and I still talk every week. Every I'm week. still doing work. It's not like I'm right. not trying to work. Right. They're hiring a process because yeah. you can't scale a person, but you can scale a process with yeah. them. Yeah. So I'd say that's been the biggest like challenge in my face the last year and a half. Now, what have been some of those rewards or some of those, mm -hmm. some of those rewards that, that are actually in that challenge. Yeah. I, I mean, the reward is when it works. Like the reward is like when you realize that you have a process, um, that you don't have to make every decision because you've already made percent of them before. Yeah. Like yeah. pretty decided kind of what, how things are going to be done. And so it's not a new game. Every, every time you get a client, it's not like you're starting from ground zero. Sure. Um, and so I think the reward has been getting new clients and the process being smooth, like realizing that people can move through an onboarding process and get their show up and going or get their content up and, um, you know, up on the internet and they feel good about it. So I think in like some of our goals, like, you know, in 2021, like we want to get to a place where we have a hundred podcasts that we're managing as a company. Sure. Um, there's still work to be done, but I think a reward is knowing that we have a process to get there. 
Yeah. And that gets yeah. back to what I said before of if I just want to get a hundred podcasts, but I don't know how I'm going to get there, then that's, that's going to overwhelm me. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to know how, Oh, like, Oh man, every single new client is going to bring on this stress. But if I have a yeah. process where I know yeah. like getting new clients is actually fun, it's not stressful. Right. Then it makes getting to the goal and kind of moving forward even more, even more possible. Now, is it more important to you to get to the goal quickly or, or to get there? I know the answer to the question, but I'll need the people to hear you say it. Is it more important that you get to go quickly or, or get there the, the, the right way and prepared and, and ready to handle what's, what's, what's going yeah, on? Yeah. So I mean, more, more the right way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to get there quickly. And it's it like, so years are funny to me, like a year of like 12 months. Like we're designed to like set goals in 12 months. <laughs> we are, we are. So it's yeah. like, you know, I could easily say like, okay, yeah, by the end of 2021, I want to have a hundred podcasting clients, um, which could be good. But like, maybe, maybe we could do it in six months. Maybe we could do it in eight months. Right. Like why is that there this arbitrary, like I think applying time to goals is sometimes really interesting. As yeah. opposed to continually trying to grow and continually trying to say like, let's get better and better and let's keep moving. Um, so for me with that, I was actually thinking about that this morning. Should I make this a time, time-based goal or should I make this like a, like a metric, like, uh, like 80 podcasts or a hundred podcasts I, I th- get there when we get there? I, I think it's, it's, um, the goal is to keep the fire burning. The goal is to arrive with what you're supposed to write there, there there's a it's not it's not talked about and it, it, a lot of people forgot about it there was an olympic sport during roman times where the race had nothing to do with who got there first but hmm. who got there and their torch was still burning interesting that's what that race was all about huh. so yeah. i'm not sure if it matters if we get there first First, Seth, this is Ralph and Seth talking now. You guys are privy to this. I don't think it's so important that we get there first. I just think that um, we should get there and our torch is still burning, man. Yeah. And I actually, <laughs> I, I had a moment um, last, about a year ago, last October, where I was, I was pretty stressed, feeling like all of the pressure for, you know, me and my wife, like in our future uh, it, it, this isn't true. Like our future is not dependent on it. Right. Right. But yeah. you, you kind of feel that way. Of course you do. Like, of course. You, you know, you want to provide and you want to make sure that we have what we need. Um, yeah. and I was just, I was pretty overwhelmed and like the stress was really starting to get to me. So, um, what I did is I actually took, I actually looked for a company in our town that was looking for a really flexible, in-house marketer okay somebody that you know a couple days a week right you know doing their marketing in-house they're not hiring an agency because i knew that if i could do that then uh i would have a job that is uh it's covering our bills Mm -hmm. then that gives me the freedom for my income with my company to be able to invest more in a team invest in growth okay and so we kind of realized if that means it takes us 10 years, if like us being in a more stable position, you know, stress-wise, emotionally, even if that means that where my income personally is coming from is a little bit, you know, it's maybe a little bit non-traditional. Okay. Maybe it means that I'm spending 
you know, 25 hours a week building story on instead of 50 hours a week building story on. Okay. That might take 10 years. Right. But if we're healthy and we're married and our torch is still going, right. And that's better to get it. Then that that's better than getting to a hundred podcasts in three months. And then I have a bunch of money. I don't have a family. Right. And I'm like stressed out and <laughs> yeah. like questioning. So it's, I, right. I love that concept in this last year. Yeah. I've kind of realized that like, you know what? Like if it takes longer, yeah, but it's healthy, then like that's, that's what we choose. You know, and we live in, and this, this conversation is taking that turn, which we knew that organic conversations take all kinds of turns. We live in a society, man, where everything is fast, 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 fast. Like we, we got it. We got to, we have to reach the pinnacle of success at all costs. Like you said, by next week, next year. Mm-hmm. And I think like, like you said, by doing that, families are destroyed. Relationships are destroyed. And, you know, like the Bible says, you know, you know, you gain the whole world and lose your soul doing it. You know, right. so it doesn't really profit us to do that, man. And so I think I really want the listeners and the viewers to kind of listen. You'll get there. What what you have been purposed to do is your purpose to do. It will get done. And I think that we need to get used to building strong foundations the correct way instead of the fast way. That's just my take on it, man. Yeah. And I mean, you and I are both like, we've seen plenty of people that have burned out. Yeah. Or that, you know, they've started a company and they've ran really, really fast. And then, yeah. you know, it's just not sustainable. And that was yeah. about a year ago, I was beginning to feel like I was like this, it doesn't feel like what I'm doing right now doesn't feel sustainable. Right. And, right. and so we made some changes to make it more sustainable. And that yeah. might, that might very well extend the timeline of, you know, our business being the place where we wanted to be, or it might make it go quicker. I don't really know, but I know I feel better about it. Yeah. Yeah. Seth, real quick before I let you go, man, how would you encourage others to be unstoppable in their own lives? Just from your journey, they're starting something, they're starting a company or whatever, but you know, how would you encourage them to be unstoppable with their calling and their purpose? Yeah. So this is going to be a little bit of a you know, it makes sense for it to be coming from me, but it's a little bit different advice than you might hear. But um, I think that if you're heading down the journey of, you know, fulfilling your calling of building something, you have something that you feel called to build, whether it's a platform or a business or anything, um, start doing what Ralph is doing. Like start a show where you're showing up every single week to talk to your audience, to build that community whether it's on a podcast or YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, I don't really care about the platform, but the consistency of showing up in front of your audience, keeping yourself accountable to the audience that you feel called to serve every single week um, is huge. You're going to learn a ton about yourself. You're going to learn a ton about your audience. You're going to learn a lot about just how things work and how movements are built. And so that would be my encouragement is if you're wanting to build something and you're trying to become unstoppable in order to build something that matters. Sure. sure. Um, start a show. Start doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you for that. Seth, how can they find you? I want as many people to work with you um, as possibly can, man. And, and listen, audience, this is my guy. Seth, how, how can they get in contact with you? How can they start working with StoryOn? Yeah, I appreciate that um, so much, more than you know. 
I'm, you can find me on most social media platforms. My name is just Seth Silvers on those. Um, but head over to successwithstories.com. Um, that's our main website is successwithstories.com. And you can kind of learn a little bit more about what we're doing um, there. But yeah, reach out to me on social media and uh, I would love to connect further with, with some of the listeners. Oh, man, that's great. That's great. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Absolutely. Men, women listening, just want to leave you with this. You know, in nature, if I could talk to a tree and I went up to the tree and I asked the tree, how high do you plan on growing? The tree would automatically respond as high as I could possibly grow, right? There's no limit. But sometimes we talk to one another, we talk to human beings and, and we ask them, you know, what are you doing for personal growth? How, how high do you plan on growing? And no one, no one, I get blank stares. You have to have a plan for personal and professional growth. You have to have a plan. It's the beautiful thing. God gave us a free will. And oftentimes in our free will, we've decided that, you know, for whatever reason, I've grown far enough. Listen, your life only changes when you begin to change. Work on yourself harder than you work on anything else. So that's my closing comment for today. Seth, thank you for being on the Ralph Graves Jr. Show, man. I appreciate all that you're doing. And um, guys, reach out to Seth Silvers at uh, storyon.co. Thanks for checking out the show. I'll see you guys later.